Good morning and welcome to the Coffee and Cap Rates podcast, your go-to source for New York City's latest commercial real estate insights. This program is brought to you by Ariel Property Advisors. Hello, everybody. I'm Shimon Shkuri with Ariel Property Advisors. And today, Stephen Vervalakis, one of our directors of sales, specifically in Sunset Park, is with us to talk to us a little bit about Industry City. And we want to do that because Industry City was just in the news, as you probably saw in our weekly market watch, discussing their rezoning proposal. Stephen, how are you? Good. How are you? Absolutely. We're happy to have you. And the first thing I wanted to ask you, Stephen, is tell us a little bit about the history of Industry City. Sure. So I'll give you some, some quick background on Industry City. This was an industrial hub that started in the late 1800s. It's the space that's between 2nd and 3rd Avenues and 32nd and 44th Street in Sunset Park. It's a 5 million plus square foot manufacturing hub that they used for manufacturing garments. It was also an international seaport due to the location on the water. So this was a, a very popular and busy area for a very long time. But throughout the years, it was neglected. It was still active, but it fell into disrepair. It looked abandoned. It was falling apart. And it was really an eyesore on the area. So what happened was in 2013, the current owners was a consortium of Camby's Management, Belvedere Capital, Jamestown Partner Properties, and Angelo Gordon and Company bought this. And their goal was to reinvent this space. And they put millions of dollars into the buildings. And really, they turned it into a culture and tech hub. It's a very unique space. And it's transformed Sunset Park from a, a pass-through neighborhood with blue-collar people to now a destination that people want to come and visit because it's such a unique space. You know, it maintained the industrial look, but the architecture resembles a more chic Soho or a Dumbo type look. So it's a very unique space. And if you haven't been there, I highly recommend you visit. They have a number of interesting tenants. They have the Brooklyn Nets practice facility. They have various art exhibits, distilleries, tech companies, boutiques, artisan shops, things like that. So highly recommend going and visiting if you haven't already. Great. Thank you for the little history lesson about Industry City. And I think 2013 was the purchase. So we're talking about seven years ago. What this group has done to the spaces there is phenomenal. They really had a vision and they implemented it pretty quickly. One of the things they asked the city and eventually the community is to continue the development. So they have 5 million square feet, more or less, based on what you just told us. They wanted to extend that for another million and a half square feet as a rezoning proposal with some specifics. What? did the owners of Industry City want to do and expand? And why do you think it was good for the neighborhood? Sure. So the rezoning that, that's been in the news lately was actually first proposed in 2015. And the goal was to continue to expand the growth of Industry City, mainly by modifying the use and bulk requirements for the land. It was initially M31 zoned, which is what it still is now, which is a, an FAR of two. They wanted to get that changed to M24, which is an FAR of five, and allows a max height limit of 85 feet. So it gives them more space. They wanted to add 1.5 million square feet of new development that would include 
additional office, additional retail. They also were going to put a high school in, and they also had plans for two luxury hotels. So that was the plan that they had put in place that's been under scrutiny for the past five years. And as you read in the news recently, they pulled this plan. And really what it came down to was an argument over gentrification. You know, were the people of Sunset Park that had lived there for years, blue collar working people, were they going to be able to continue to do so affordably? And you had a, a group of elected officials and activist groups who argued that this type of expansion was one that was going to reshape the neighborhood negatively. So was this good for the neighborhood? I I understand that this was something that would potentially push people out. That was their view. One thing that they harped on the loudest was the luxury hotel aspect. They felt like that was something that would create a magnet that would bring people from Manhattan, bring people from out of state. That would definitely lead to housing costs rising and blue collar people would be forced to leave. Industry City, on the other hand, argued that this was a project, this expansion would add 20,000 jobs to the community. And with those jobs, people would be able to afford to stay. So that's really what it came down to. Whether or not you know this is a, a win, personally, my opinion, I don't think so, especially given with you know where we've been the past few months. You think back to March, April, May, early June, businesses were shuttered, people couldn't pay rent. People were afraid to go outside even. So I felt like this was an opportunity now for the city council to say, listen, this is an opportunity to spur economic development. You have a proposal on the table that could potentially add jobs to the community. You have a proposal on the table that could eventually add millions of dollars in tax revenue. You know, they could have even tweaked this proposal to include affordable housing. If that was an issue, that was something that wasn't discussed. And I'm not quite sure why you know, 1.5 million square feet, you could certainly add affordable housing to to that to make it better for the community. Yeah, I think these are very, very good and valid points. I think that rezonings usually have a give and take. The give is, you know, you, you are going to develop something for us, Mr. Developer, which will be benefiting the community. I think one of the aspects of it, as you and I discussed before and you mentioned, is to build a public school on the one and a half million square feet additional air that Industry City is going to get. And let's remember that there's still five million square feet that Industry City ownership can utilize. So it's adding 30%, but for that 30%, it was a private school. There were jobs, there were environmentally clean businesses that the city wanted and the residents wanted. So a lot of that could have gotten to the property I think that you have a very valid and good point when it comes to discussing how the city could have taken advantage of COVID-19 and actually approving that plan and helping that developer develop more over time and helping the community and helping the public within that area to essentially do better over time. So in my opinion, the owners of Industry City did something that any business person, any developer would probably have done, said, look, the environment is so tough against us. And in addition, we're in COVID-19. We have enough on our hands. We don't need this fight. And I do think that, uh, unfortunately, New York City and Sunset Park lost something here. Rezoning initiatives, in many cases, are a good 
way for the communities to benefit. I think, Stephen, what you said about affordable housing is a very good point. Why wasn't that brought up and why wasn't that negotiated? So that's kind of where we are. I think Sunset Park will keep thriving regardless. Just could have done a little bit better. And you do a lot of business there. So tell us a little bit about that and, and we'll wrap it up. Sure. So, I mean, the highlight about Sunset Park, something I bring up and, and talk to with most of my clients is Brooklyn in general, population growth wise since 2000 has been uh, increasing at about 4%. Sunset Park is at about seven and a half in that same amount of time. So almost double where Brooklyn is at. People have been moving in. People want to live here. You're close to the city comparatively to the neighborhoods to the north, Park Slope, Gowanus, Borum Hill, Carroll Gardens. Rents are still relatively cheap. It's a great place to live because you can get into Manhattan with the subway there in 20 minutes. So I think, you know, people want to be here. People enjoy being in Sunset Park. It's become a destination where now it has its own charm to it. It has its own businesses that are worth visiting. So I think Sunset Park is set up really well for the future. And unfortunately, I thought this was something that would propel it to the next level. But maybe we'll see within the next few years. Who knows? That's great. We appreciate everybody watching. Uh, Stephen Borbalakis of Ariel Property Advisors. Thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to mention one more thing. We have a tremendous amount of information and specific reports, both about Sunset Park and in the greater Brooklyn or any other areas sub-area and sub-market in the city of New York. Feel free to reach out to us and we'll be happy to share that information and have as intelligent discussion as possible with you about trends that we're seeing. Thank you again. Thank you.